Friday, everyone. This is the last uh, section, our last part of our study through Exodus chapter 3. On Wednesday, I, I kind of fumbled a little bit in terms of giving out the applicational points. Uh, so I will restate it now. Uh, for today, we're going to learn about God's promise affirm, and then also God's power shown. Um, this last week, we, we went through this chapter about the burning bush and how God called Moses through this fire um, to show that he is a unique God, that he is in control, and that, like, that he, you know, even going towards that bush, uh, Moses is, is, I mean, said that he's on holy ground, that he's encountering the Lord, and this is a very unique opportunity. He tells him that he's a God of his forefathers, and that he's there, he's going to choose Moses specifically for a task of rescuing them. Uh, this is years after Moses has already left uh, Egypt, after he murdered uh, um, the, the Egyptian, and now he's called to go back. So this, but even from that time we murdered to now it's 40 years later, so this is a long time. Um, but yet God chose him specifically f to be his representative and his mouthpiece, to represent to the Pharaoh as well as to the Israelites. On Wednesday we learned about how God um, chooses uh, people for a particular purpose. That he cho she chose Mo Moses. He tells and you know he asks like, "Who are you?" And he tells them the name. The name of God is Yahweh. And he tells them, "Okay, he, uh, this is your God, the, the, the God of the forefather. Here's the one that you need to listen to." And uh, today, now we're going to learn about how the God's promise affirmed. Let's look at verse seventeen, eighteen. So I said, "I will bring." you up out of affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hezatite and the Amorites and the Pezzarite and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. They will pay heed to you what you say and you will and you what the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt and you will say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us, so now please let us go on go a three day journey into the wilderness then we sacrifice to Yahweh our God. So what's interesting is like this. I, don't, I think this is one of those passages that I actually didn't realize so I started studying this. But they're like, he actually just told them, okay, when you see Pharaoh, just go and tell them that uh, Yahweh told, commanded you to go out for three days to sacrifice and go back to them. So that just seems like very simple request that like a bunch of Jews to say, hey, we're gonna go worship our God for three days and then um, we'll come back. But God did this intentionally because he wanted to pick a fight with Pharaoh. Uh, and the reason why that is, is because if if Pharaoh was gracious enough and let him go, like the way that Pharaoh was toward Joseph and the family in the beginning, um, then the glory would go to to Pharaoh as opposed to being to the Lord. You'll see Pharaoh's kindness, you'll see Pharaoh's goodness, and you see Pharaoh's way of pro providing for the Israelites. But the fact that God is saying this in order to provoke Pharaoh to hate on Yahweh and hate on all the Israelites. It's designed so that the Israelites are not supposed to look at Pharaoh as their savior, but rather look at Yahweh as their savior. And this is all part of God's plan. God wanted them intentionally to um, to pick a fight with Pharaoh, and then he's going, and then the people are going to want to leave. Um, and again, this is so intentional. This is part of God's providence and sovereignty that he wants people to not look at Egypt thinking, oh, I'm so comfortable here. I love being here, but, I look to the, but rather look to the place where he promised, a place that's filled with flowing with milk and honey. Um, 
this is the, uh, designed for them to despise where they're at now so that they can look forward to the promised land. Um, and again, I made this reference before that, like, I think when we look at our current day trials and the things that's going on in the world, we can't, we can't help but think and make us not desire things of this world, right? I mean, like, I thought things were going really bad, and then Netflix decided to show films of, like, young girls and, like, basically it cater, it's basically like child pornography. It's like, okay, like, certainly this is the end of the world. And then something, other bad things happen. It's like, okay, certainly this is the end of the world. And you just keep thinking, and you keep reading headline after headline, week after week. And you're like, okay, the world is not getting up any better. But one effect that had on me, at least, was that, yeah, like, I don't desire the things of the world as much as I did. One of the blessings of 2020 is that for all of us that are followers of Jesus Christ, we should really look forward to being in heaven. We should really look forward to being in a place where we don't have to worry about the pains of this world and the injustice that's going on. It should make us desire the return of Christ. And that's how the Lord is using the trial back in Exodus as well as even in our life, is to make us not desire the place that we're at currently, to make us desire the place that is that the Lord is preparing for us. God will provoke people to make people worship God. In fact, God will even provoke individuals for people to hate um, his people. Right? God is, I mean, if you read through the book of Exodus, you know that the Lord hardens the heart of Pharaoh and his hatred towards the Jews increase over time. And I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lord does that even today, that he hardens certain people's hearts um, so that they have this animosity towards Christianity. But again, as Christians, we need to remember the last point that we learned on Wednesday is that God appoints us for a particular task and particular purpose. So we're here to represent him, and we are excited to be able to do so. And not only that, but if we were, if they were to take our lives, we get to be in paradise. That problems of this world should make us long for the things that is to come. So that's our third point, that God's promise affirmed. He's, he's telling the, Moses what's going to happen. But then at the end, uh, our last point for this week is this, God's power shown. Verse 19, But I will know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go except under compulsion. See, he, he's he's trying to make them uh, play nice, and then they're like he's going to force Pharaoh's hand, and then he's going to go uh, bend Pharaoh's hand to God's will. Verse 20, So I'll stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles, which I shall do in the midst of it, and after that he will let you go. Again, this is happening all before Moses even knew that the ten plague was coming. He he was in he just given this instruction by God. He's like, okay, yeah, I guess this is what's gonna happen. Um, but he doesn't know exactly. He doesn't know anything about the place. He doesn't know how God's gonna do. He God, he just said he just knows at the time that like God's gonna stretch out his hand. He will show a bunch of miracles and people, and then they're gonna let them go. But not only that. Verse 21, it says, I will grant the people favor to the sight of Egyptians, and it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask for her neighbor and the woman who lives in her house of articles, silver and articles of gold and clothing. You will put them on your sons and daughters. Thus you will plunder the Egyptians. That's amazing to think that, no, that like, yeah, they're going to leave Egypt because God's going to make them leave. But not only that, they're going to leave wealthy. And this goes back all the way to um, Genesis 15, when I you know, made that reference earlier, that this is a very key verse, understanding uh, what's going on here in Exodus 3. Because in Genesis 15, it says this, 
God said to Abram, Abram, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. So again, this is even before Abram had kids, and then he's like, your descendants are going to be enslaved in, in this foreign land for 400 years. Verse 14, but I will also judge the nations whom they serve, and they will come out with many possessions. And God's saying this again in Genesis 3, that yeah, you're going to leave with a whole bunch of gold. Uh, you're going to be wealthy when you get out. Um, and you're not going to have to worry about it. Like, uh, God will protect them. The reason why that's significant, and that's actually a miracle. So there, there are things in this book, you see God providentially use things like this, and he also used miraculous things. He used providence by using these kind of prophecies and people being scared because God used the miracles. And then you see both happening at the same time. People are moved because of God's providence, and God moves them because of the miracles. Um, and then because of all the things that he's promised in the past, everything is going to come into place. This shows you that our God is a powerful God. He, he is a very powerful God. Um, and, and we need to remember that. In fact, when you when I read the list of all the places in verse 17, this language here is exactly the same as in Genesis 15 as well. Um, Genesis 15 speaks of all the land. It's everything is identical. And it's supposed to let the people know that, yeah, God is, everything that God said will come to plan, not in our timing, but his timing, and he will do it completely, absolutely, perfectly, without any um, hiccups. There's no there's no need for him to do a plan B. This is it. He knows exactly what he's doing, and it is going to come, come to pass. Now, as a Christian, we do understand that there are promises that have been fulfilled already, and there are promises that have yet to come, has yet to come. And for us, when we know that the promise is fulfilled, that should encourage us. Um, we should know that, like, we should be grateful that the Lord has, you know, grafted us into his divine uh, redemptive plan, um, and that, you know, the Lord will always build his church, and particularly the building the church passage. This should be encouraging for us, because when the world's saying things like, oh, we're going to censor Christians, or we're going to make sure that you don't hear, um, have any public voice, like, it, it doesn't matter. They could do whatever they want. They could take away our, our, our tax stuff. They can uh, censor us on social media, but the church is going to prevail, and that's that should give us hope. That's why, like, it's a very exciting time to be a Christian. As dark as things may be, we're called to be light. Let our light, let our light shine before men. Let our joy be made known to the world. That hey, look, we don't, we're not here to fight. We're here just to worship God, and we want you to worship Him too. And we do our good works to try to represent Him. And we do good deeds so that people, you know, get a taste of a means of God's grace and mercy in their life. Um, because all of God's promise is going to, be, is going to come true. We know that, we, that heaven is in store for us. We know we get heavenly rewards for our faithfulness. And we know that the, those that persecute us, the Lord's going to, there's going to be a day of vengeance and that the Lord's going to take care of it. Um, but what we really want, and even what God wants, is that we want people to repent. The Lord doesn't desire anyone to perish. But if they do perish without him, then, hey, at least we warn them. And that's again, shows us God, this passage here shows us that God is powerful through history. Uh, that he's able to uh, um, use any person to bring about his sovereign plan. And I'm sure years down the line, we're going to look back at this, at 2020 and even this year or whatever, and we're going to think, well, praise the Lord. God is so kind. He's so great and magnificent. I can't believe, like, I, 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 I trust, actually, that down the line you will say, I'm so glad that I went through 2020, or I'm so glad I'm going through these type of trials because it made me more refined and more in love with Jesus than I did if, that, if the year was not there.
Again, not downplaying the, the trials or, or things that you guys are going through. I'm just saying that to have eternal perspective on things that uh, should give us hope and makes us rejoice and faithful in our, in our walk with the Lord in this very confusing time. So to summarize, uh, God and, uh, announces his redemptive plan, then God appoints his person, uh, then God promises uh, affirmed, and lastly, God's power is shown. Again, this shows us how great our God is, and he'll do whatever he wants. Uh, the failures of this world should make us love God in heaven more. And sadly, there are those that are fighting it, they're resisting it. They see all these uh, difficult things going on in life, and they don't want it to deal with it. But as Christians, we know this is, shouldn't, this, you know, we're going to be uncomfortable, and that's okay. Uh, people tend to resist change because we want comfort rather than to trust God. Uh, but yet the Bible tells us that there is power and weakness. Um, there's no confidence. Uh, there's no way um, to thwart. Uh, there's, no, there's, no, uh, there's no conflict or there's no way to, to thwart the power of God. God will show us in the world that he is the one true God. Every knee will bow. So for us now, trust God. Tell and tell others of his name and, um, and the joy that we have worshiping this one true God. Thank you for listening. I hope that this is helpful and encouraging for you. I know it's definitely been uh, for me, uh, especially since uh, you know, I'm still recovering from COVID, but you know, it's good. Uh, thanks for your prayers. And I do hope that this uh, devotional is helpful for you. Take care. Have a good week- weekend. <laughs>